Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Welcome to the Sportive. It's episode 34. We haven't been here for a couple of weeks because of things that we can't quite explain because we don't know why we didn't do one last week. Uh, I'm your host, John Marthaler. Uh, everyone's on the line. Stu is in St. Cloud. Hey, guys. How's it going? Stu always seems so happy. We need angry Stu back. Oh, sorry. <laughs> now he's apologizing. Brandon's in Dallas. Yoda's B. And Clarence is in the South Metro, in an unidentified location. What's up, fuckers? Same as always. Uh, I think we need to start with the thing that's probably on everybody's minds most of the time, which is how bad the Vikings are. And the question is, do we? is there any reason left to watch the Vikings every week? I do, but I can't figure out why. Is it um, habit? Just habit? Habit? I guess, yep. but... It's it's not a habit that I particularly like. Uh, masochism? Well, I've got everything else for that. It's just I, I watch the Vikings because I've always watched the Vikings. But It's a fall Sunday. Yeah. That's, what that's else what am I going to do? Yeah, it's our religion. Yep. Got to do it. But uh, that, there have been other years when I've pretty much stopped watching the Vikings for whatever reason. I, I'm trying to... I'm trying to remember the other one. Maybe the year that Dante got hurt and everything just went to heck. Um, the year that Spurgeon Wynn played at the end of the year, I stopped watching that year. I feel like I gave up on several years during the Mike Tice years. I can't remember any of these exactly, but I think I've done it before. So I guess the question is, is now the time? It would be pretty early in the season to straight up stop watching, right? Even though all hope is lost... This is, I mean, I can see that happening in, like, December when others, you know, when, if, once the NBA gets kicking. If the Vikings played the Jaguars at some point, then I think it would be worth watching to see who is the worst team in the league. But that's about the only game I'd be interested in, and that's not happening, so. So that's re- reason number one is uh, train wreck potential. So that's valid. Yes. That makes sense to me. You need some laughter in your life. 
Tank for Teddy is still on, you know, it's still possible. It's possible the Jaguars could get it together for one game. I believe, no, that's not, it's, it's, it's not happening, guys. It's just not. What? Okay. Why? It, one game out, Stu. You, you need to be more, have more faith. you got to be more optimistic <laughs> about your cynicism. Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag faith. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't see it. I mean, they're, they're world historic bad. I mean, Vikings are just bad, bad. No, but yeah, the but Vikings are doing things to lose. I mean, explain to me, give give me one, just one. All I'm asking for is one <laughs> explanation on why Christian Ponder is starting Sunday. Give, give me one. He that's, is? That, that's about winning. Yeah, he's, he, they announced it today. Or, no, Werder, Werder, no Werder, Werder said Freeman is starting. The what? Ed Werder said Freeman. Ed Werder from the ESPN, the mustache. Okay. Oh, the, but Let's, the Pioneer Press yeah. said it's Ponder, and Simpson said it's Ponder. And it's, so what? <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's the thing that we should be clear about. They're no, both it doesn't. Terrible. But that's, well, it, does. oh. it doesn't, but the, when they announced that Ponder was starting, I just went, what? They're actively tanking, which is wonderful. I love it because I, I want them to. Yeah, but that would be true no matter which quarterback they said. I mean, if they said they're playing Adrian Peterson oh. in the Wildcat for every snap, you'd be like, well, they're trying oh, to tank. Castle, oh, Castle is obviously be their best chance to win. and They're not even suiting him up. He's not even wearing a uniform. <laughs> wow. Gutsy. Good for them. They, yeah. didn't give, they didn't give him directions to Dallas, actually. He's going to end up in, like, you know, <laughs> Lubbock or something playing for Texas Tech on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be weird. I'll take him in. I'll have to get his phone number. Let him know we got yeah, an extra bed. Um, Are you yeah, going to the game, Brandon? The, I am going to the game, yeah. Very excited about it. Um, were, you a, were you a guy who went to Vikings games when you lived here? No. No, I've gone, I went to a couple when I was in high school. It was terrible, and I've actively um, avoided any uh, NFL game since then. And I would, I would seriously, free tickets would not be enough to get me to go to an NFL game. I would need to be paid. Um, but I have friends coming down. Obviously, I can't just take them to a bar when we're in Dallas. So um, we uh, we got some tailgating passes because that's actually a thing that happens here. It's going to be like 75 degrees, so it's going to be really, really fun uh, before the game. And then, yeah, sorry. sorry. Yeah, go, go fuck yourself. <laughs> 80 degrees tomorrow for Halloween. That's yeah, yeah. crazy to me. Put yep, a pumpkin in your butt. Yeah, put yep. something right in your butt. <laughs> um, so the tailgating will be fun. I know that. And then we just got there's standing room only tickets um, that you can get. And they're still like thirty dollars, so it's ridiculous. But at least see the stadium, experience it a little bit, uh, look at the big screen for a little while, and then get the hell out of Dodge like at halftime, so we don't have to deal with the traffic. So that's our plan, and it's going to be a blast. I can't wait. Are you going to wear purple? I got uh, over the baggy. Hook me up with a little all day T-shirt. So. Right. Well, he, he he didn't hook me up. Uh, he sent it to me after I paid him. <laughs> so <laughs> money. We're not uh, we're not friends per se, um, but he will accept my money. So I am closer to him than a lot of other people in life, which sure. is great. Um, yeah, so I'll be rocking that. Uh, shout out to Parker. Thanks, buddy. They look fantastic. I got an extra medium, which is perfect size for me. Um, what did you? So yeah, say? that part will be fun. Extra medium. That's my that's my size. Really slim fit medium. <laughs> I hate you so much. Athletic. <laughs> I've never hated yeah. you more. <laughs> um, hey. So, but getting back to the quarterback, um, I know the the question is um, now what? Why keep watching? 
one of the things that I was thinking was um, I do I do want to watch Freeman for the rest of the year for sure. Like sure, that will keep that's, me tuned in. Yes, yep, that is the reason. I yeah, that's uh, just to see. Um, I don't want to do any spoilers here, but I have a thing posting at Randball I think tomorrow about my uh, my outside the box draft theory for 2014, and Freeman might gum up the works if he plays well. So. He's not going to, Stu. He, he I, I don't think he will either. I, th- I think that I, I think Grigiano is uh, just he's Douglas C. Niedermeyer as what he is, and I think uh, he's going to come to a he's going to come to a bad end too sweet. But he might have been right about Josh Freeman. I think he was. Yeah, he, he might have been, but. Freeman has been at points in his career not just a game or two, but he's been legitimately really, really good for for like a half a season. That's enough, I think. Even though it's all a small sample size in the NFL, like that's enough yeah. to show that he was able to figure it out at some point. And um, yeah, but and the, you saw that Giants game. Do that ship has sailed. Yes, I did yeah. see the Giants game, but I also saw that Carson Palmer game, his first game for the Raiders, and he was like eight for sixty. I mean, he was almost as bad as Freeman. Um, but yeah, that's just stats wise. Like watching that game was was pretty unbelievable. I, I've never seen a quarterback throw those passes. It looked like he was having some sort of arm um, spasms or something with some of his throws. So yeah, he was terrible. Um, but I'm just it's enough to keep me to tune in if Freeman is starting. I will definitely and I am I am not like you, John. I will just stop watching. I have no problem not watching the Vikings at all. I mean, I have my fantasy team. That's fine. Um, but I will watch if he's around. I mean, there's nowhere to go but up, probably. See, I don't. That's the other problem, and we've talked about this several times. I don't want them to go up so much. I want them to keep going down. I would be fairly happy if they finished one in fifteen, and somehow the Jaguars also got to one in fifteen. And I don't even know how they break ties for the first pick. Is it a coin flip, or is it based on points scored, or something like that? It might be differential. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. We should probably that say, up, but. We're just going to count on somebody uh, on Twitter to look strength it up and tell us. Strength, strength of schedule. Strength of schedule. Sport of facts. schedule. Okay, then yeah. we're screwed because we played the Steelers. We played the Giants. I'm going to say it's average reading level of the city's citizens, and we oh, are geez. fucked. We're, yeah, we're so we're, we're, yeah, we are, we're not going <laughs> to be Florida on that one. Well, Jacksonville's got that one wrapped up. So, uh, Amount of Applebee's per capita. We're oh, we're also <laughs> fucked. <laughs> Jacksonville may Got be the illiteracy corner. capital of Florida too. It's just saying something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that really is. Um, it's like yeah, no, I'm I'm expecting him to be terrible, but Ponder is predictably terrible. Freeman really keeps you on your toes with how bad he is. That was some very impressive, entertaining. I mean, he can um, throw sucking. it. He can throw it super deep and inaccurate, like. Past yeah. the guy thirty yeah. yards. Yeah. We've never seen Christian Ponder overthrow a guy by thirty yards. That's huh. it's remarkable. I mean, it's the insane. only way you could do that is yeah. if the guy was standing fifteen yards behind him. Yeah, that's yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he looked like he looked like Bionic Travaris Jackson on some of those throws. I mean, they were just sailing. I mean, seventy yards on a rope. You yeah. know, it was like a thirty a thirty yard up and out. I mean, it was that was it was it was like like Brandon said, it was just impressive. I, I could not look away. I watched the entire game. No. I, I felt so guilty, but the best I didn't part watch the was whole thing. he continuously had this sort of scared look on his face, like he was getting attacked by pink elephants from <laughs> something or other. It was just crazy. Oh, which, it was, yeah, he did have the cocaine eyes going on. 
Um, that, was, that was the concussion, I think. That uh, might have been, been a concussion. Yeah. And I don't want to laugh at somebody's head injury, but the whole <laughs> the whole look on his face the whole game was just like, you know, Doc Ellis pitching a no-hitter on LSD kind of thing. It just seemed like a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just ignore the elephant in the room here. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay, so I have a couple Anyways. other ones. Um <laughs> I think one legitimate reason you could keep watching is just um, to watch the NFL in general. That it's just it's it's straight up bonkers. They could win a couple games that they get massively outplayed just because that's the way it works, right? There's upsets well, all the time. Yeah, but that would be worse. I don't want them to win. I want. But that's a reason to keep watching. And that's why Jacksonville can still pull this off and, and mm-hmm. come up. We can we can do this, guys. We you guys. Have this in, it's we also have to remember twice. that Tampa Bay is unbelievable. And, they, so. and they're, they're, they're going to straight up kill their coach, and they'll all go to jail and have to forfeit. I mean, that's that's the thing you got to deal with, too. I now mean, that, the players, everyone likes Frazier, so they're not going to kill him, whereas Tampa Bay may kill Greg Schiano. That would be the greatest tank job of all time. It really would. <laughs> um, murdered after game 14 by team. Here's the thing about um, we don't need the number one pick, though, because um, Marcus Mariota is supposedly – Right now, rated just as high as Bridgewater, maybe higher. A couple of, yeah, I think a couple of the quote-unquote draft experts are starting to put Marietta on the same plane or even ahead of Tank for Teddy. So I don't necessarily need Teddy. I just need a new quarterback. So no, you say that doesn't need to be the first pick. But uh, okay. I, I'm going to throw out some names for you: Drew Bledsoe or Rick Myrer, uh, Peyton Manning or Ryan Leaf. There's always the second guy who suddenly starts climbing the boards, and everyone's like, well, maybe Ryan Lee will be successful. Yeah, just because they need a second guy to talk about. But it's the first guy that's good. Okay, do you want to have your uh, Thursday spoiled? Yes. Okay. I I already know what it is. Yeah, I I kind of revealed it on Twitter. I didn't get the previews, too. Let's go here. um, It was just a couple of tweets. You were out doing, got like, you know, Work selling snake oil for the local soccer team or something like that. I can't remember what, but yeah, washing the coach's car. Exactly. <laughs> oh, why do we do this to John? He's the nicest guy. We're just, we just Who's windows waiting to soap, Mr. Lagos? Who's windows waiting to soap? Gently but lovingly cupping. Wax it again? Yeah. It's got two coats. Okay, all right. Yeah, another wax job. Why? He's the nicest guy. We're all so hateable. Yeah, Why don't we yell at each other? We're I can't so, even we're describe so to you how much I hate we're all just, of you. Yes. <laughs> Words don't even so cover much fun. It. Okay. Anyway, yeah. anyway. Uh, a very good chance at this point the Vikings have probably got the third pick. If things at season end today, just the way all the other teams look and how bad we look. Number I agree. Three I believe be that we can get number one, but I agree. Um, and the first two picks will probably be Bridgewater and Marietta in whatever order. What happened to Bridgewater? Um, well, again, John, oh. let me finish. Sorry. Let me finish. Sorry. Um, My bad. Best, Can I finish? Best pl- the best player on the board is neither Marietta nor Bridgewater. It's Jadavian Clowney. I'd say the Vikings take Jadavian Clowney with a number three pick and then take quarterback with their next pick. Okay. And because okay. yeah, the, the list of quarterbacks is quite impressive that might be available towards the end of the round. You've got your Johnny Footballs, for example. Your Huntley, your A.J. McCarrens, 
and there's and there's at least two or three others that are in that conversation. And you can get a franchise quarterback that late. We have Andy Dalton, we have Russell Wilson, we have Colin Kaepernick, all out there as very recent examples of franchise quarterbacks. And as John was mentioning, those high quarterbacks, your hit rate, you know, it's, it's a coin flip up there too. Yep. And and it, it'll probably still be Spielman making that draft pick, so... So no, we're take a left tackle. Is Why? What do. No. So and 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 my closing argument is: if you watch the Green Bay Packer Vikings game, defense is just as much of an issue as quarterback at this point. And <laughs> Clowney has every true. signs of being. Clowney has every sign of being, and that's just true. the next, the next pure force on defense in the National Football League. I, I just kept watching that. I, when I was making this argument to myself for Randball, I kept watching that gif of him destroying that Michigan running back over and over and over. <laughs> I think that helped sell it to me. So, but I say draft Clowney. He's, he's, you're going to have the, the chance to draft the best player in the draft. And at, at a position, though, you're going to need somebody because Allen won't be there next year. He's not here this year either, for that matter, but that's neither here nor there. But He hasn't been here for um, a number of years, let's be honest. Yeah, he's he's a good. I'd say eighteen games past his sell by date. But all right. Um, so can I, but yeah. Can I so anyway, that's anyway. That's my general argument. Clowney with the number three pick overall. Draft a quarterback with your next pick. Trade back into the first round if you see somebody dropping. All right, rebuttal. Let's go to clearance. First, I will say, I will admit that drafting Clowney in the first, and then somebody like McCarron a stand-up-in-the-pocket, high-accuracy quarterback that has stood the test of time in the NFL. The kind of guys that are still successful in the NFL, the quarterbacks, your Rodgers, your Brady's, um, Luck, they're the kind of guys that's, that can make a pass out of the pocket, have good arms, and are, high, and are accurate. And uh, So, Clowney and McCarron, that, that gets me like kind of a half- Kind of a half job. Yes, I, it's I, me a little I, bit of a I've had plenty of dumb ideas, but I don't think this one's the dumbest one. I've had. It's not the so dumbest. Not, my, my you're not talking in the waistband, but you are crossing your legs. A little bit. No, okay. well, both. Yep. Um, but my my worry a little bit is that the defense is so bad that it is. just one guy cannot. Oh, I, overhaul a defense, but True. a franchise quarterback can overhaul an offense. Can cover Very, up a bad yeah. defense, as we've seen. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers won a Super Bowl with a terrible defense. Terrible yeah, defense. Is not Green offense. On Sunday night, Green Bay had, what, three backup linebackers, and yeah. Rodgers covers that up because he, yes, he does. every third down, he converts because he's so accurate. It's a quarterback, and it's a great system. That's all that matters, That's my right? point. A one quarterback can overcome a bad defense. One yep. defender cannot overcome a bad offense. That's, I'm on team clearance in this one. Team clearance all the way. One thing that... Uh, I'm not trying to shoot down Stu's completely. I'm just saying that's the, that's the counter argument. One, one yeah. thing about Stu's point is that it seems like a lot of, uh, you know, back in the day... Um, years ago, a uh, quarterback would be drafted, and he would have to sit on the bench for a while, learn the NFL. It would take a while. Um, there's no guarantee that they're going to be any good, but a lot of the college quarterbacks coming out now are ready to play immediately because they play a much more pro-style offense, right? Mm-hmm. Even last week, Case Keenum 
looked solid. Um, there's been a couple other quarterbacks this year too um, that are rookies or second year guys that Brian Hoyer, Brian Hoyer, uh, a bunch of guys that just come in. You're like, wow, you're competent because you were, you know, playing in a more pro style offense. So some of these fourth, fifth, sixth best quarterbacks, McCarron, Hundley. I know Stephen Morris has talked about Johnny Manziel. It might be a little bit less of a crapshoot than it has been in years past, and we're talking about Ryan Leaf and all those other guys. Um, you know, you can find somebody. That's why I think that you've seen a few of the, uh, a few of those examples of guys that weren't uh, highly rated and are, um, you know, now doing well. So I would and be, get, yeah. If you take Kuiper and McShay and those guys at their word or trust in their judgment, there is no slam dunk Andrew Luck in this draft. Right. They're all, they're all, I mean, the Vikings will probably have, be able to pick the third best one of a crop that doesn't have someone who's, you know, a sure thing. Clowney is a sure thing. And that's mm-hmm. my whole reason in there. Just so, but, and again, the thing, and the thing is, let's say something goofy does happen. The Vikings continue to suck and, you know, Tampa murders Graciano, gets away with it and wins two or three games. <laughs> and the Vikings have the number two pick. And they'll have, you know, they'll get either Marriott or Bridgewater. Right. And in that case, I think you have, in that case, then you have to. Because I think those are, I think we've seen enough to where at least, and obviously I haven't seen a single goddamn game Marcus Marriott is playing. So, uh, but I, I do know that those are the two guys right now. And the Vikings would have to. They would have to. Would you take Bridgewater or Marriott right now? Bridgewater, because I've seen him play. (laughs) <laughs> All right, and that's valid. It's a victory for scouting yet that, again. I, it's a, it's seen, a coin flip from I, the I, experts I, as well. So what the hell? I've seen two Louisville games, and he's looked great. And it's so hard. Great. I've seen Louisville. Yeah. I've, I've seen Marietta. I've seen Bridgewater. And Bridgewater is a very good passer. The problem is, the last two years, I've three years, I've watched. These, these are the quarterbacks I've watched the most over the last two years. Uh, Christian Ponder, Josh Freeman, uh-huh. Marquise Gray, Mitch Leidner, and Philip <laughs> Nelson. Thank you. These, and, and Joe Webb. These are the guys I've watched throw a football over the last two years. <laughs> so when somebody like Teddy Bridgewater comes up on television, yeah, it's like I'm watching somebody play an entirely different sport. It's so like you've been in actually, prison, you know? Yes. You, you see the first woman without a mustache, and you're just like... Oh, he took his pants off on the bus away from the prison. Jesus Christ, Clarence. So, he looks good. Bridgewater looks good, but I, it's such a... I, I can't quite tell if it's just because I'm watching such shitty other guys or if he legitimately does look good. And to be fair, Louisville's played Western Kentucky 15 weeks in a row now, so... <laughs> Which doesn't yeah, seem mix fair. it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the, one of the games I watched, they did, they did lose to Dante Culpepper's alma mater and uh, the legend that. himself, Blake Bortles, beat Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. yeah. So that can't be a good sign either. Oh, Brandon. Oh, um, Brandon. Yeah. Can you say Blake Bortles for me? Blake Bortles. Thank you. I don't like it. it. There's yeah. nothing with an R. I I I don't like saying anything with an R in it. No, I, I don't blame you. Hey, can we get a can we get a quick Timberwolves weather update? I, uh, 80, uh, 87 to eighty at the end of the third. Timberwolves are ahead. 
Tim Rolls are. It is. It's uh, 89, 89 to 84. Oh, that's quite a delay you've got up there, in Northern Minnesota. <laughs> you 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 to I, had, I, had, well, I went to the World Series. You're right. It is 89 84. I went to the World Series. <laughs> which right. team is which? I just clicked over. One's, there are both, one's in white, one's in blue. <laughs> the team with our the players on it is the Timberwolves. They're now up by three against oh, a spunky yeah. Orlando squad. Uh, yeah. My guy Vicky D is looking pretty decent for them. What an athlete! Vicky Deeps. Yep. All right. Well, do me a favor and keep me updated because I can't see the game from where I'm recording this podcast. Of uh, speaking of which, Brandon has said he's not going to complain about the Wolves anymore. He's done complaining about them. <laughs> Why do you lie? That seems like a lie yeah. to me as well. Well, okay. I just think like the season has now started. I'm just over complaining about Flip Saunders specifically. Like I'll probably still complain about the Wolves, but I've said my piece. Uh, you guys know I have a shadow Timberwolves team now with my guys on. If I was going to be GM, um, and the reality is, I, I think, <laughs> uh, yeah, I I don't either. <laughs> I should probably know them. Um, yeah, the reality had, is, if I had think Al Farouk Bin Laden on it or whatever. <laughs> Al Farouk Bin Laden. C.J. McCollum and two other guys. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. We're on record. Okay. Um, oh. I still think that we're uh, pretty clearly fucked for the future, but this year's version is a very professional, balanced squad that should be competitive in essentially every single game this year. Um, their offense is going to be really, really, really solid. Defense, you know, maybe a little suspect. Um, what? That was a complaint. Okay, yep, yep, yep. Um, but I think this is they're actual professionals, and I think the only thing that this town of Minneapolis or whatever has had for a long time is just potential, right? Like, the teams have sucked for so long. The only thing we've really been, hang, been able to hang our hat on is the Timberwolves will be good at some point, and hopefully the Twins will be good at some point. Um, and so they're actual professionals rather than potential. So that's a huge, huge, huge win for... Um, for the Twin Cities. So um, it's just going to be a fun year to watch them. So I'll table it during the season, and then I'll complain about Flip uh, at the end of the year. All right. Just so we're clear with all of the podcast listeners who care about basketball, all four of you, I am going to complain the entire year about anything and everything. I will complain about the Wolves for sure. I'm going to try to not just continue. I think I've griped about Flip for 32 of the 34 podcasts. Um, the other two, I was on the agenda, and we got sidetracked by one of Clarence's rants. Um, so I just feel like I, I think that I've beaten that dead horse enough now. Um, and I, I got away from the fact that this is going to be a really, really, really fun season. Like, almost for sure. And yet, Unless so, some crazy shit happens, like injuries. Like it always which, does. Like but it, but it, doesn't in, it doesn't in basketball. Like, injuries don't happen that often. But it always happens uh, to the, the basketball. Except the Timberwolves. It happened last Exhibit year. Exhibit A, Chase Buttinger. And the year before. Already yep. hurt. It happened last year. The other years, they just sucked. The they just sucked the other years. Clarence was right. Fine. It will happen again this year. They don't have any depth, do they? Who's who's their bench? Who's who's on their bench that's good? J.J. Barea. Dante Cunningham. J.J. Correa is four feet tall. I do like Dante Cunningham an awful lot. Dante Cunningham is a... I don't know why. He is Clarence Dante Cunningham is your guy. From he is a lunch pail, 
blue collar brings it every day hardcore energy pros pro the only reason people don't love him or people don't know that about him is because he's black <laughs> what the whole they just assume that he's like super athletic, but he's not he's a, he's a white guy player in a black guy's body I, okay <laughs> I, I, is that soul man sorry and see thomas howell or is that <laughs> yes. a whole different thing yeah yeah, yeah. But he's the hard worker guy. He's Brian Cardinal. He's you know the guys around the league. Yeah, but just, he has like, talent, unlike Brian Cardinal. He doesn't. I mean, but he's he gets by on energy and hustle. Like he doesn't so, have crazy talent. He's awesome. We got, we got your guy Ronnie Turioff too, don't we, Brandon? Yeah, Turioff's good. Um, not good. Richie Cunningham is not good. Uh, Richie Rios is not good. They're on the bench, but they're JJ pretty good Faria for bench guys. Is four feet tall. He is. That's actually true. We yeah, looked that up. Sport effect. Sport effect. Pretty small. Hashtag. But he's a pretty good bench player. I'm looking at Corey Brewer. So do do NBA teams have weight rooms? Do they have <laughs> access to like an arm curl bar that the guy could? Jesus, he hasn't put on a fucking pound since he was at it Florida. Is, it is unfortunate that we do have a guy on the team with anemia. We must get a tax break. Uh, somebody, somebody's got to be out there that orders those incredibly strange sizes of jeans, like twenty-eight waist and forty-two inseam or something. Like that. yeah. That's Corey Brewer right there. No, don't, we don't. Remember, we don't talk about pants when Clarence and Brandon are together. So here's the thing about pants, guys. Have we talked oh, about pants before? <laughs> uh, no, nope, not gonna go there. Um, they're gonna be. I don't know. I'm having trouble understanding how this team is going to massively disappoint us this year. Which is why you're going to be even more disappointed than you have been in the past. Okay, because so... Before you left the door open to disappointment, now you've shut it. You, you, you've shut that door. So when it opens, you're going to... Look, I don't want to be here picking up the pieces, Brandon, <laughs> when you fall. I've been there before. And it's, it's hard to don't deal... Don't do this, Clarence. <laughs> Don't you do this to me. Yeah. Uh, it's, you I'm hanging by a thread right so, now. Oh, my God. You guys are talking. So it started, like, when we started talking about this thing with the Timberwolves, you said, like, I don't know, 38 wins or something, and we kind of gave you grief. Like, yeah. oh, okay, good. Yesterday, I saw you and Randball on the Twitter. You're up to 52 wins. Like, oh, yeah, no, nope. 52. That's, yeah, that's what Vegas is saying. Look, yeah, that seems that could happen. You guys, what is insane. the color of the sky in your world? In I your, saw you do it in your underground bunker. Yep. You were there. You said Clarence there was a right. projection system that said fifty-two. Oh, wait, I, I grabbed the over on thirty-nine. So you said told, fifty-two. Fifty-two is over thirty-nine. That's a projection yeah, that's, system. That's not mine. My uh, on the podcast, I said forty-three. I'm sticking with forty-three wins. Forty-three and thirty-nine. Okay. Okay. I'm calling out to you. You're on the railroad. You're on the tracks, Brandon, and he just won't listen. I can okay. So here's the deal. I have math on my side, right? The projections. And I have 25 years of Timberwolves history yep. on my side. Once again, I'm Team Clarence. On Randy this Brewer has nothing to do with this year's squad. <laughs> oh, he is the assistant. Uh, Randy Brewer has guy, everything though. to do with this squad. <laughs> Randy Brewer I mean, and Brad Lowhouse. He's and up in Sam the rafters like Phantom of the Opera, just fucking this whole thing up. Sidney Low running the concessions. <laughs> uh, 
Doug West is sad. doing West the halftime right bits. Chuck Person, very involved with his team. <laughs> the rifle the Rifleman. <laughs> Rifleman. Even I knew that one. Good one. Um, no, I am... I think okay, so oh, I need a legitimate counter-argument to this professional, decent-looking squad with an amazing coach and two great players still underperforming from the Vegas-stated 39 wins. They can't play defense and they can't shoot threes. They're going to shoot threes like crazy this year. Well, Speaking of small sample size, they, they're doing well tonight. And they're still beating Orlando by what? It's one of the worst teams in the five. league. Oh, they're at five. So, they're defense. They were 12th oh, in defense last year. Team. Yeah, they're up by five. Um, they at, were 12th in defense home. last year, uh, efficiency-wise. They're going to get worse. That's fine. But their offense will make up for it. Look at I'm just saying average. I'm just looking for an average team. Like, I'm not Rand, the eternal optimist who thinks we're going to somehow, you know, upset somebody as a five seed and whatever else. Um, I'm just thinking they're going to be competent and, as I said, professional. That's better than any other team right now. Excellent point. God, you're just going to – you're saying – he said he's going to leave his wife for me. He said it. He told me he's going to leave her. It's different this time. God. I've no, Clarence, before. they had a fight. They had a big fight. Like, they had the talk. Oh, It's fucking happening, man. And then at 2 in the morning, when you call up crying... Rubio told me he got the Greyhound pass down here. He's coming down here. bring over the haagen and the bottle of wine. Damn. Oh, I learned how to fine. make tapas. Is that actually connected to this story? Did you actually just learn to make tapas? <laughs> no. No, I don't know how to make shit. <laughs> well, I'm happy that you're happy. That's all I've ever wanted, for you to be happy here. So, um, we'll see. We will, as they blow it against this uh, fucking oh, Orlando squad. Turnover. And there's a complaint. It's a complaint. Yeah, every time you do it, I'm going to just... It's not about flip. I told you, I'm not going to complain about him anymore until he makes some stupid trade or some shit. Like, I'm just going to enjoy this season, even though they're poorly constructed. <laughs> complain. You don't hey. sound like you're enjoying this season so far. You're cussing. Moratorium. <laughs> Moratorium, even though they need a defensive stopper. Complain. That should have been that fucking difficult to find one. Complain. Hey, did you guys know that I was on the Gleeman and the Geek podcast? <laughs> I, I did? Yeah. Tell us about it. That was nice. They're, you know, two nice guys, and just talked about you know baseball and swinging the bat and throwing the old baseball. You love talking hard, uh, man. We did. We did. We broke down the Vorp and uh, the Uzar and Babbitt, uh, and it was pretty, pretty awesome. There was a nice break in the audio there, where John's able to cut all of this out. Your shout out to the. Uh, the podcast thing <laughs> no. trying to be a part of. I, I, you know, I like the Gleeman and the Geek podcast. They're my favorite podcast that I'm not a part of. Yeah, we they, need they, to they, uh, create actually, a rivalry, though. They're my favorite podcast, oh. even counting this stupid podcast. <laughs> they, I like that, though. They, that really like us. they like us. They really do like us. They, they mentioned glory holes. holes. They mentioned yeah, they glory did. holes on the podcast? I didn't hear they that. Did. Yeah. 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 I haven't gotten to the stew part yet. I'm a very slow podcast listener. <laughs> You'll get there, like, you know, eventually. Yeah, like Friday or so. 
All of you are mentioned complimentary, and, you know, everyone's just, everyone's afraid of Clarence because he's built up this persona that he's, you know, wearing a loincloth somewhere in, you know, <laughs> Goodhue County. <laughs> Minnesota He's just got this persona like he's sitting on the porch with a rifle and none of us are allowed to approach because we know what'll happen. And we just humor him. And the, and and the funny part is if I'll make it I'll make a really, you know, obscure reference on Twitter and the first person who will favorite it is Clarence because he gets it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know yeah. I He's in denial he's about smart. being a smart counterculture guy. He's he's so smart and well read, but he's got this persona that it's you know this, he he can't he can't admit to the fact that he's really smart and well read and you know he's a like, shame. I like Brandon's idea of starting a rivalry with him, even though they like <laughs> us and we like them. I think that's actually a pretty good idea. We, we need somebody a, in this town. How do we start a rivalry with him, though? How do you start a podcast rivalry? Fuck, how do you, you need the playoffs? You, you can only start rivalries okay. in the playoffs. We're going we're to get killed yeah. in this playoff series. It's going to be like the Wild versus the Blackhawks last year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we're pretty much fucked there. So Maybe I it's like City Pages does. You know how City Pages is their best of thing? Maybe they'll do a best of sports podcast next year. <laughs> we can maybe... And we can get creamed by Gleeman and the Geek? We can just put... <laughs> no, we'll, 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 we'll beg for votes and just, you know, torpedo them. Just, you know, go after them hard. No, I think we should. Uh, yeah, John's let's, a hacker. Let's vandalize <laughs> Let's vandalize Bonus's car. I think that's easier than all of the stuff you're talking about. Let the air out of his tires or something. Yeah, I love that. They're small. Aaron drives a pretty small no. car. We could probably pick it up and turn it around or put it on his front steps <laughs> there or we something go. like that. Yeah. Put it in Dave St. Peter's office. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> John will probably wash that, too, just out of habit. <laughs> oh, 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 no. Sorry, Why God. did we do this? I mean, it was just... Yeah. <laughs> what? Man. I don't know. I don't know. I feel terrible. Yeah, that was... Wow. Even I was just like, wow, that's too far. No, you're not. I'm getting in the, I'm getting in the shit-talking no. mood. I, I don't know what to tell you guys. Oh, um, no, it's okay. You know. Okay, so um, we did we do our uh, win predictions for the Wolves already? I think that we did, but uh, Clarence, did. with the amount of shit that you're talking to me, um, what uh, what's your number? I already told you la- at the last podcast, Broxy. They will twelve. Uh, will be like thirty-eight and two, and then Stern oh, right, right, right. Is going to, Remember, I told you Stern will. Well, I said something. I don't even remember what it was. He'll contract the entire team and move him to Seattle, I think is what I said. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That, that checks out. Okay, fine. I'm still at 43. All right. What did Stu? I say last week? Does anybody oh, remember? John. I, I honestly don't remember. Hmm. You might not have. It might have. I probably. The whole stirred talk just shuts it all down because <laughs> Brandon gets mad and then. I either said, on. I either went pessimistic and said. Everybody will get hurt and they'll win 21 games, or I got overexcited and predicted they'd win 65 games. Well, you usually <laughs> predict have, 21 and then still believe that yeah, they're going to win. I have no middle yeah. ground when it comes to these things. So, oh, Kevin Love just missed the ba- just missed the basket on a three pointer by I don't know. He was trying to draw the foul, Clarence. He was trying to draw oh, the foul. He? he just failed. He failed at it completely. But uh, what's our score update on that game? 96-92, four and a half minutes left. Okay. This is going to be great podcast listening. So everyone describes yeah. how the Timberwolves game is going for me who can't watch it. So, yeah, well, 
Boston's going to win the World Series unless something really strange happens, by the way. Well, isn't that wonderful? I love when the people of Boston can finally have something good happen for them. Sure it's does. a it's a put upon town. It's just it's a tough town. They they have a lot to be sad about, but finally they can all come together with something good finally happening for Boston. Whoop it in! There you go. We finally broke him, guys. Hey, Arnold's guy, huh? There he is. <laughs> 34th podcast. And there he goes. (laughs) Finally. And he's at his neighbor's house. And I would have said the exact same thing if you had said, oh, St. Louis is about to win the World Series. Uh, He's in a Boston (laughs) Every time I think one team's going to win, I feel bad for the other. (laughs) Sir, we're not even affiliated with the city of Boston. (laughs) Put the shovel mash potatoes down. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel pet. I just hate both of those teams so very much, and I I want them both to lose and be sad, and I want their fans to cry and hurt themselves with alcohol. That's what I want to happen here. But so most of the times when we're not talking about the home team, uh, rooting for or against another organization, we're just talking about their fans, right? Yeah, absolutely. For the most part. I mean, we don't know the players. I, Matt Holliday seems like a pretty good guy, but I'm still rooting against the Cardinals. Um but yeah, I think that the the Cardinals fans have gotten so much love. It's probably not even their fault, but I just don't want them to win. No, that's fair. No, it's definitely. So their I guess fault. I'm rooting for the Red Sox. Kind Card- of. Cardinals fans are the Packers fans of baseball. They are the worst, except yeah. for the Red Sox, who are the Red Sox fans of baseball. And you know what exactly what I mean there? They're just awful. I hate them oh, so tracking. much. I hate the Cardinals fans just as much. Ugh. So you're equal, you're going to be bummed no matter who wins. Absolutely. I, the only thing I would have been happy with is if both teams had lost the World Series. Or maybe there had been a flu epidemic and they'd had to cancel it like it was 1853 or something like that. Or somebody's train derailed or something like that. Just You're rooting for the meteor. I, I have been rooting for a meteor all along, and yet this has not happened. Huh. Well, I think it's Boston. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Well, that's great. Hey, um, can I ask you guys about uh, Gophers football? Yes, you can. Sure. We'd be is there... to talk about that. That's the fun one to talk about now. Yep. Is there a realistic uh, reason to be uh, excited about this, or is this just no, a fun couple no. weeks? Well, it depends on what you mean by excited about this. Are they going to go to the Rose Bowl and win the Rose Bowl? No. No, they're not going to do that. I just meant generally but less than being upset. At, being at the game against Nebraska on Saturday was genuinely a lot of fun. And it's always going to be fun when the Gophers are beating somebody who, in this case, they hadn't beaten 53 years. So, If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information, 
information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I, it's impossible not to feel good about that. And that's one of the things about college football, too, is that especially for teams like the Gophers that are not in contention for any sort of playoff or not in contention for any big-tier bowl game. It's basically just a week-to-week thing of, who are they playing this week? Can they beat the team that they're playing this week? And obviously you have sort of your, in the back of your mind, you're thinking about, well, they got to get to six wins and get bowl eligible, and that'd be nice, and it'd be nice if they could get to eight wins and be four and four in the conference, and that would be a positive step, just sort of looking at the future. Mm-hmm. But most of the time when you're there in the stadium, it's just about, can they beat Nebraska and send the 25,000 Nebraska fans that are in the stadium home sad, and then can I laugh at them outside the stadium? and say hurtful right. things <laughs> to all of these Nebraska fans who've never seen a building taller than three stories that have driven all the way up from Lincoln in their old pickup trucks with Grandma and Grandpa in the back, sitting in their rocking chairs, and they thinking that they're going to come up to Minneapolis and pretty much win about 65 to nothing. Right. There's nothing better than a sad Nebraska fan is what, I was say- what I'm saying here. So that's an exciting thing, to be able to see a bunch of sad Nebraska fans leaving the stadium. Yeah, that's awesome. It looked like it was really, really fun um, to be at the game. I was a little, well, I was a little surprised that everyone charges a field, and at the same time, I'm not surprised because, like I said, it's 53 years. But at the same time, Nebraska was pretty bad, and I know they were ranked, which <coughs> will be one of those things that you look back at the end of the season when Nebraska is five and seven, and you go, "They were really ranked that week." I'm, I can't believe that, but. How about just uh, charge the field after every game, no matter what? I don't. I don't ever care about if the students charge. They're, they're college students. They're drunk. They're it's a nice day. It. They're having fun. Fucking go on yeah, the field. They're not standing there going, "Well, let's see." It's been fifty-three years. They're making a T-chart. Oh, okay. yeah, here's yeah. reasons why we should. And here's the reasons why we should. Perspective, no, guys. Perspective. Yeah, they're half drunk or fully drunk, and they either do or don't. And who really, you know, there's no. Just, just have that be the tradition. We always go on the yeah. field afterwards because it's fun to walk in the field. There's lights. It's yeah. nice and roomy down there. I never got to nice. charge the field at college. That would have been fun as shit. God, that yep, yeah. love it. Yeah. You know the the. Older I get, I feel like the less, I think it's probably, well, it's probably not actually, um, uh, the less priority sports has in my life, right? I still care about them, but mm-hmm. I don't really like, they don't mean a whole lot to me as much. I just more for entertainment. The more I'm trending toward college football, it's far and away the most fun sport, just in terms of 
the fans, the drinking, the Saturday day activities, tailgating, etc., etc., doesn't take itself that seriously, or at least the fans don't. Um, God, what a fucking blast to have a good, fun Gophers football squad. I think the Gophers football could be the has the potential to be the most fun thing in this town for the exact yeah. reasons that you're talking about. The tailgating, the Sunday fall afternoons. Uh, they serve beer in the in the stadium now. Um, and it's they a beautiful will continue stadium. to do so. Yeah. Uh, I think Next it, year, I like think it'll probably be sold in the actual concession stands. You won't have to go down to the end of the stadium and spend an entire quarter sure. standing in line for beer. You'll mm-hmm. just right. be able to walk 12 feet from your seat and get a beer like a civilized person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a blast. Just, just competitive. Like, I, I'm not asking for, you know, Alabama's program or whatever, but, man, what a... I, I mean, if I could... I wish it was more time, you know? Like, I don't know if I could say, like, if I could choose one Minnesota team to be you know, a perpetual successful team. Um, but I would think about it, go for football. I mean, well, that's I like think the, the experience could be the, that's a, yeah, yeah that, that experience could be the most fun in this town. I think there's nothing like the barn when it's, you know, on mm-hmm. a huge game when it's, it's so small and yeah. intimate and, yeah. and old and the history there. Yeah. Well, that's exactly. the best. Like, it, it's like, yeah, the barn, then it's the National Hockey Center, then it's ECF Bank. <laughs> oh, here we go. Shut up. <laughs> what now? What was the second part? Uh, that. Is that your... Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Stu, have you, well, ever, have most... you ever actually been inside the National Hockey Center? Yeah, it's in St. Cloud, right? Yeah, but have you During actually been there? Game. That's my question. Yes, I have been in there, John. Have you been there for a St. Cloud State hockey game? game? I have been there for a St. Cloud State hockey game, right. John. That's all I wanted to know. Yeah, yeah it's all good. It's uh, it's just the most social overall, right? Like, yeah. the NFL is so intense and angry, and even if the Vikings win the Super Bowl, I would love that, but I would take Gopher football being great every year over the Vikings being great every year. I would, take, mm-hmm. I would rather trade places with the Ducks over the, the Oregon Ducks over the, I don't know, Patriots or whatever. Yep, Me I agree personally. with you. Yep. And the franchise can't move. Yeah, yeah. So we all agree. Is that our first? I think it's our first sportive. There's a university administration that could think of a way of fucking it up that badly to move it. Would be the University of Minnesota (laughs) administration. Uh, Wait, we're going to Thunder Bay. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Galan and Crookston is cheap, and that's a University of Minnesota campus. We're going to build the stadium there. Uh, Potato research. Let's go to Crook Rock. <laughs> the foremost potato research facility in the world. Oh um, man. Okay. Well, I don't want to have too much agreement and fun right now. It's it just this no. is feeling weird. Oh, I know um, what we should do then. We should talk about the wild, and we should get Clarence to reenact his Twitter rant from last week. I want to, I but first off, I do have a quick question about Gophers football. Oh, um, right. What the hell is going on with? I, I, I honestly have no idea what is going on with Jerry Kill. Is he is he the coach? Or this seems like the Literal definition of dysfunction to me. He has epilepsy and he's trying to get it under control. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's been out recruiting, hasn't he, John? I, mm-hmm. I've, I, wasn't that in the paper today been, that he's been doing some recruiting and doing some other stuff? Been, yeah, the lower he's been doing the lower stress, lower impact, like putting yeah. game plans together and recruiting. And the last couple of games, he's been in the coach's box, so he hasn't been completely uninvolved. But wasn't there one game where he just like randomly drove there to the game to watch it? Cause yeah, he, the Northwestern game, he wasn't yeah. going to be there. Then he said to his wife, "We have to drive." 
I feel bad for his wife because obviously she has to do the driving. And again, that is that's great, but that's very dysfunctional. It doesn't seem like a long term sort of deal. So is it worked out? It's worked out really well, actually. And what I'm wondering about is, could he have stumbled upon like the revolution of the future of coaching football? in 1954 or whatever, Gilardi needed to be on the sidelines because that's where the players were and there wasn't communication. You know, they didn't have radio and stuff like that. He couldn't why just yell a, plays down from the yeah, top of the hill at St. John's. Why, why does a head coach need to be on the sidelines side anymore? That's probably the worst view of what's going on is on the sidelines. Being up in the box, you can actually see what's going on and you have, you know, I have television replays and they rely on other people to tell them if they should challenge or not. Uh, could the future, I know this is a weird concept, but could the future of head football coaches be that they're in the box? What, why well, do they not have that any longer? I don't well, know. Have people tried it? Near, well, well, Joe Paterno was up there a few times when he was not doing uh, so well. Like Weekend at Bernie stuff? Yeah. Was that the ghost of Joe Paterno? Yeah, what just happened there? <laughs> Hold know. on. Everybody be quiet. I'm going to say his name again and see what happens. Joe <laughs> say it three pa- times. Joe Paterno? All right, nothing happened that what time. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bloody Mary? Bloody Mary. Bloody Even for us, that was strange. Um, that was weird. I completely lost my train of thought. Joe Paterno did it a few times. And no, as, anyways, far as, the... as far as head coaches on okay. the sideline, near as I can tell, the main role a head coach has during the game is to decide whether the team's going for two, decide whether they're punting on fourth and one from the 45 or whatever, and to work the referees as much as possible. That seems well, there to... is why they need to be on the sideline, is to work the referees. Yeah. But explain to me what Leslie Frazier does during a game. Uh, impersonate the statue. Grimaces. One thing you've seen him do. Grimaces a lot. He crosses his arms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he uncrosses He himself. furrows his brow occasionally. Yeah. One time for the briefest of seconds, he looked displeased with what was going on. But then it was back to looking <laughs> completely impassive. I'm not saying you're, it didn't happen. I just I didn't see it. Okay, so that <laughs> I guess what I'm um, saying is, in no way is Leslie Frazier different from Art Shell, who just used to stand <laughs> on the Raiders sideline yeah. like nothing was happening in front of him. Hands on his hips. Right. Yep. It's like <laughs> if you'd gone inside Art Shell's mental process, all there would have been would be an out of tune Calliope playing. Yeah. Uh, so are you suggesting then Jerry Kill essentially becomes a general manager? No, of- I don't No, I don't think I'm saying that they have that I haven't seen a gopher football team that well coached <laughs> in years and their head coach wasn't on the field. He was up in the press box. Yeah. That the the game plan for Nebraska was the best game plan I've seen. And I I don't I'm not a, you know, I'm not Jaworski breaking down film here, but I saw adjustments. I saw um, taking advantage of mismatches. Christ, I haven't seen the Vikings do that in in a long time. Yeah, they seem to be playing to their strengths. Even, you know, everyone talks about the Glenn Mason Gophers like they were some amazing juggernaut, but basically right. they just <laughs> they ran the same offense, and if it worked, that was great, and if it didn't, they were going to lose 40 to nothing. They had great running backs and great offensive line. He built, <clears throat> he built those, yeah. those things. We're going to zone they, block. We're going to run the... We're going to run the outside zone, and if it works, it's great. And if not, well, they're down twenty-one to nothing in the first quarter. I think we can turn the game off. But 
like Clarence said, against Nebraska, it was it was a sight to see. I enjoyed it. I, I think Gary Kill will be. I I think it'll be fine until he comes back. I don't. <laughs> well, that's not a. It's not praise for Gary Kill. I I'm a Jerry Kill guy. You know that. I, I, think, I like him, but I it's think, not praise to say it's good that he's gone. I think the Jerry Kill staff is as much about the guys that he has around him as it is about Jerry Kill, and I think he'd say the same thing. So, so but this is not a. a so you, you think he's going to come back at some point? I think eventually. I, my hope is that at some point the doctors will figure out a way to get his epilepsy under control and then he can go back to doing what he likes to do. Huh. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Wow. Brandon actually couldn't argue with something? No. <laughs> what is happening? I mean, it doesn't seem like a sustainable thing. It's just a very confusing time. Like, right when he leaves, they start playing better. Well, that's it's it is small confusing. sample size that that's, you know... So set this season aside, John. What if he is still having seizures in March regularly? Do they just go? I, I don't. Like, we talked about this already. I don't want to fire the guy. That's a miserable thing. But what do they do if this isn't, you know, by spring practices? If this isn't, nothing has changed. They can't change now. It's in the middle of the season. It doesn't do them any good. Right. But what do they do if this is still going on? Like I said. In January, February, March. I don't. I think they just keep with what they're doing right now, which is just Tracy Clays is the acting head coach, and he's the defensive coordinator, and Matt Limegrove is the offensive coordinator, and Jerry Kill does what he can when he can. He, he's the DJ. I'm the rapper. That's what we're gonna call it. That's the <laughs> that's the system they have. All right, I'm in. That's fine. All right. Well, we ended up kind of, about hockey. We ended up kind of agreeing about that. So let's get to the Wild. And I don't know if we won't agree about this, but at least we'll get angry about the Wild. I don't know that I can get angry. That was kind of an organic deal, John. I can't just you know snap my fingers and be angry about something. I really? do think that it's I disagree another, with that entirely. It's another feather in the cap of the sports fist. Uh, I think that your point, Clarence, if I read it right, was. Let us run your team, Minnesotan owners. <laughs> that was exactly we are it. the rubes that you actually need to listen to. If you ignore all of the swears and the slurring because we're typically pretty drunk and the technical difficulties and the bad jokes and the making fun of John and sound the tangents and, and the, the dumb bits effects. and the homemade sound effects, we actually do make sense. So just ignore all the other shit and let us run your squads. That I don't see what can go wrong it. with that. <laughs> no. Hey, no. we're one for one right now with the Wild. Uh, I feel pretty prom- promising about the, the afternoon. <laughs> three in the afternoon on a Tuesday, I'll have the Zamboni parked out in front of the Gopher Bar on West 7th. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I'll be shirtless driving we're around. We're going to guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, Why does Minnesota not have more stories about local man arrested for driving Zamboni shirtless to local bar? Because they won't let the sports fist run their organizations. <laughs> Give it You'd to think us. That would happen over. all the time. We would be hilarious and humble, and their organization would do better. Stop hiring your friends. As, Give it to the sports fist. As someone who's driven a Zamboni before, I I can say for certain that no one has ever driven a Zamboni without thinking, you know, I should take this out on the road. Yeah. I bet yeah. that'd be awesome. They're street legal. Why, why yeah. can't you? And yeah. so you combine that thought, which everybody has, with the prevalence of alcoholism 
around Minnesota, especially in the wintertime when there's nothing else to do. You'd think there'd be I nothing but Zamboni crashes to keep us entertained. Even all the arenas that George Jones played, that that never happened. <laughs> I, just, I just think the old possum probably would have taken one up for a spin if he was like playing, you know, Saginaw, Michigan or something. <laughs> yeah. But that's just me. Anyway, that's what I got from your rant, Clarence. Is uh, just, I, pure, I decided to take that and what I got compliment myself. Yeah. I... I... Yeah, no, that's it. You, you you encapsulated it pretty well right there. Is there, it, it was, is there sorry, any chance the Wild turn it around? This is this question is directed to Clarence. Nope. Is there any nope. chance it's, they it's turn it around? And, Should I, do you want me to field this? Win 10 in a row again? No, and yeah. Get you saying that they're a top five team in the NHL or whatever you said last year? <laughs> they're not a top five team in the state. They're awful. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yes, John, there is. Um, Backstrom is you know older goalie, but any goalie in the NHL, I suppose, can go on a streak. You're, you're only as hot as your goalies, and uh, the hell, he rarely steals a game for him, so the chances are slim. But uh, they have enough scoring. They got a lot of scorers relative to the rest of the NHL. It's a diluted league. They got a bunch of scorers. Yeah, but they still uh, have Danny Healy, which cancels out anything good they have going on on offense. That is what set off the the uh, the as Stu just put it, the white hot rage was a a suggestion I saw that the the Wild may um, begin may need to uh, healthy scratch Healy on some games, which yeah, all of which, the games. Which is exactly what what we suggested at the beginning, and, and we're told to calm down. And uh, one, just telling me to calm down is is a good way to. It's a bad idea. Don't seem to enjoy when people tell you that. Don't tell me to calm down. I'm just starting to realize that. Yeah, condescending. That that condescension just fucking. Who calm? Just calm down, everybody. Fuck you. Fucking calm down. So it turns out we were right that he was going to have a horrible season. Uh, Koivu was, was a, a waste of money, and in between them, their money would be spent better elsewhere. And uh, Here's the thing, so, Clay, so we ended up... You don't even understand how good Koivu is, all right? You just need to understand <sighs> that he's the best player in the NHL. I don't you know if you understand, understand those, how good he is. Those subtleties, is level. Clarence. Yeah, it, it's the nuances of the game that you just simply can't understand. Yeah. It's man. so subtle, uh, his positioning. Yeah, and, uh, you know... Jesus Christ. <laughs> Take your heart pills. <laughs> so that, and that was it. And, and then, you know, 10 games in or whatever, we're told, well, you know what? No. Uh, what they may need to do is move Koigu down to the to the third line and, and healthy scratch Heatley. And, uh, you know, maybe Zucker should be called back up. Yeah, no shit. That's exactly <laughs> what we said fucking six weeks ago, and we're told to calm down. Yeah. And now you're the one floating it. You might want to. It's a crazy thing, I know. But let's try to get as many good hockey players on this team and get rid of as many bad ones and play the good ones as much as possible and play the ones who aren't so good a little less. And that might be a good thing. That's a sports and fist way. I, I, I know it's crazy, Wild GM. I know it's crazy. Jason Zucker might need a little more seasoning because he needs to learn how to defensively position himself or something instead of scoring goals and flying down the wing and being the most exciting player on the wild. He might need a little more seasoning, Chuck Fletcher. But while you do that, I think we'd rather see the better hockey player on the ice. 
I think I was the one that got worked up, not Clarence. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. Danny Heatley by himself, you know, in, in baseball you can have a guy that makes too much money and doesn't perform up to his contract because there's no salary cap. So you, you can, to a, to a point, get, a, get away with it. But Justin Morneau was the example brought up the other night. And the, the difference is, of course, ba- baseball doesn't have a salary cap. So if a guy's overpaid, it doesn't matter as much. It still matters, but not as much. When you're at the wild and you're up against the salary cap, having a guy like Danny Heatley, who makes almost $8 million and has scored one goal, and that goal was when the goalie was pulled and the wild were on a power play. That's his only goal and of the season. They had to pretty much his, pass it to him right in front of the net so he could score a goal. So we could all stop him. talking about how he had to oh, score a goal. It's so sad. It was like that oh. poor Make a Wish kid. Yeah. That they, you know, just give him the touchdown. They get the ladder out part. and they hold him up so he can yeah, dunk a basketball. Oh, they, they just give him the puck. That's his one goal. And his one job on this team is to score goals. That's, that's all yeah. they ask him to do. And he can't even fucking do that. The problem is they're up against the cap. That money could be used. So they have other holes, but they can't fill them because they've got this fucking pylon out there, this curly-headed pylon. <laughs> <sighs> curly-headed badger pylon. That's it. That's I'm, I'm oh. done. I... <sighs> that was some good hate. But I'm glad we got that. They out. have talent. They do have. A, they have talent. Honestly, they have more talent than. What's your opinion of Nino, of Nino Nutterbutter so love far? Him. I love him. He's got size. He's got speed. He can do things at high speed that with his size, most people his size can't do. Meaning there's guys his size that can shoot a puck hard. That's that's fine. Can they do it while they're skating fast? That's hard to defend when a guy's skating fast and he's big and he can shoot. That, that's hard to defend. Yep. He can do things like that. That's a great trade. And we all said that, I think, here. Yeah, we agree that I was think a that's trade, what the sport so. is said. Yeah, I like him. <laughs> we trade we traded Clutterbuck for him, right? We did, <laughs> yes. And I didn't hate Clutterbuck, but no. man, but uh, Clutterbuck's main it. function was to give local idiots somebody to have a jersey of. Well, that's it. He's a trade an aging role player for a uh, up and coming young skills player. Make yeah. that trade every day of the week. Who needed a change of scenery, as we always say? Yep. So, so uh, guys, I got a new hockey idea. Okay. This um, is terrible. I'm going to beat this out. Hold on. We need a little pause so I can find this later so I can edit this out. Oh, All right, go wow. ahead. Three, no, two, no. I, um, I think we should call these um, uh, fist fixes. I got a fist <laughs> fix. When are we going to rename <laughs> the podcast the sports fix? <laughs> I got a fist fix. Um, okay, so how about there's uh, defensive interference called, like, pass interference in football? So the defenseman can't really, like, touch the guys when they're in their zone. And if they grab them or touch them at all, they get called. How are you supposed not, to stop a guy? Then? It's not just a – it's not a two-minute penalty. It's just a one-minute penalty. So it's okay. a little bit less, so it, it makes okay. the, um, the so referee first of all, I, I, a little bit more often. First of all, I think you're describing interference, which is a two-minute penalty. <laughs> yeah, but it's not called, like, football interference. It's called pretty much exactly like football interference. No, because all the they same. do is clutch and grab and See, yank the problem guys. is you, you haven't watched him. a hockey game since 1999. Yes, you're just... <laughs> I watched... Alex, 
Alexander Mokil. Timu Solani in 1994. That's Scott Stevens. a dirty player, everyone. Luke Robitaille. Oh, no. No, they don't clutch and grab nearly as much as they used to. No, but they, they still do it too much. <laughs> you can't touch the guy. You can't touch him. Then how are you supposed to, if you can't touch him at all, like you can't check him? Is that what you're saying? But if he doesn't have the puck, you can't touch him. That's you, well, interference. You can't do that That's anyways. what it's called. <laughs> that you're describing the penalty of interference. The more important thing is I'm telling you, if we take interference down to a one-minute penalty, refer, there should be two levels of penalties. Referees might be more likely to call it. More finesse, please. Less touching. I think stop touching think each other. Here, would you be open to? And this is an actual change I like. Is is going bigger ice? The Olympic ice is what I. Oh I do yeah, shit! Like, and I know it's absolutely. Yes. God, yeah. more finesse game. Okay, and well, I'll agree on that. You cannot watch Olympic hockey with NHL players and not think, why don't they go to the big ice? This is way better. It's hard for me to say because I was so slow. I was <laughs> such a slow player, and Olympic ice killed me. Whenever I played on it, I yeah, I might as well just stay in the locker room because I was worthless. They, people just skated around me, and even more than they normally did. Uh, but I love it. I love the the Olympic ice so much. Yeah, it's more fun. It gets in college games. It can turn into just sort of a skate fest, where it's the puck goes to the corner, and twelve guys skate after it, and it's just kind of a disaster. I I kind of like the college game better on an NHL sized rink, but it would be. I, I would love to see the NHL go to the international size drink. That would be great. Right? We all agree. On, that's good. We can start there, guys. Build on this. This is the agreement podcast. We can build on this. It really is. We can. So you guys agree with my new rule? My no. fist. No, you're describing no, a rule no, that has existed no, you, since the start of hockey. You miss fist fix. <laughs> oh yeah. I Multi-puck. think. That, I don't think they should be allowed to kick the puck in. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think you know what, if you guys, kick there the should puck be some in, restrictions on the goals. size of goalie pads. Oh, good one. <laughs> two goals if you kick the puck in. How does that two sound? That's hard to do. No, see, you guys are trying to make it make every sport soccer. I'm on to you. You think <laughs> I don't know? I fucking know. I don't I like soccer. I mean, I like it. <sighs> see. Any, all right, now we're getting into the silly season of the podcast here where we talk about random stuff. Is anybody doing anything for Halloween? I know several of you have small children, which has led me to believe that there's a possibility that tomorrow night one of you is dressing up in a Halloween costume. And no, I want to know I'm what that a, is. Nope, nope. I am a grown man. I have a, a wiener. Down Halloween's down for here. kids. Yep, and I will not be in a costume because I'm a man. But yeah, I believe the missus has the missus has taken the youngest out to trick or treat, and me and the oldest are staying back here to give out the candy. I'll be walking around. I'll be the old man walking around with the kids. Do yep. you drink while you do that, Clarence? Uh, I there. Who's asking? Hear that? What the? Is it Joe Paterno? Joe again? Paterno. <laughs> that was my oldest daughter saying good night. Buenos noches, Stu's daughter. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, I Stu's sorry. oldest daughter is in this country illegally. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry about that. I didn't, I didn't mean to break up the great momentum we had going there. No, but, yeah, uh, no, it was. I was busy was asking just... Clarence. This is important. I was asking him if he drinks while he takes his kids trick or treating. Who's asking, John? Uh, nobody affiliated with any government agency. The Farmington Police. <laughs> 
<laughs> there are no police in Farmington for one thing. So <laughs> nice joke. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe we'll, we'll see. Might have something in the koozie. What is what's in that koozie? It's it, is it a pop, sir? Yes, officer. It's it's a it's a pop. Got pop in there. I gotta believe in Rochester, wherever you live. They don't really care that much. Oh, good for you. And you probably know all the cops. Am I right? <laughs> Maybe. See? Yeah. You're fine. Uh, yeah. No, we can have one or two. It ain't a big deal. So I have some uh, dad advice needed. Um, right. So Jones is two. Uh, this will be his first time, obviously, going out. Um, two is tough because I don't really think he he obviously is not comfortable enough to to walk and do whatever. So we're gonna have to like carry him basically. Mm-hmm. Um. How does, I mean, are we going to get to, like, two houses and he's going to want to go home, or can I plan on a good night out and bring a bunch of beers? What does a two-year-old Halloween look like? Every kid I've had has been different, so it's, every kid's different. It's hard to say. He may love it. He may get to the first door and freak out, and, you know, then you're, you go home, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Can I force him to keep going to houses if he's crying because I have a bunch of beers with me, and... We've got a wagon and no. whatnot. Well, you can't. can drink those beers at no. home. All right. Yeah, that's that. true. But I want more candy. How do I? <laughs> I need to, You're like, a grown man, candy. Brandon. That's... You go to the store and you buy the candy. Yeah, yeah, that is an option. Okay, I'll give it a whirl. That's my plan, though. I'm gonna take him out to as many houses as he can handle in his Buzz Lightyear outfit and uh, drink a bunch of beers walking around. We've got some neighbors that want to come with us, so it's gonna be fun. Yeah, you'll have a good time. Buzz Lightyear, that's the costume this year? It's for him, yep. He's obsessed. So doesn't that mean you should be dressing up like Woody? <laughs> Probably. If I was a good dad, yep. <laughs> I definitely would. There is no way in hell... You know how much I hate Halloween. Um, I don't know no how much you hate Halloween. Well, it's, I hate it more than Thanksgiving. Now do you know? You hate oh, Thanksgiving? Oh, wow. Well, yeah, no. He does. That I knew. Nobody hates Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. No, no I love I love Thanksgiving more than anything. Thank I hate Halloween more than I hate Thanksgiving dinner. You hate food, that's why which Thanksgiving food, food, yes. Why do you no, hate I Thanksgiving like, dinner? I like real food. That's I like, just asinine. I like the food that has flavor. Everybody likes Thanksgiving dinner. We're not gonna go through this again, are we? Have we been through this already? Oh we've Jesus. been through this. We've did been I, through this. Did I call you an idiot? Do you have Alzheimer's? Maybe. Wow. <laughs> We've talked about it a lot. You think I pay attention during these podcasts? <laughs> That's true. That's probably true. You're busy auto tuning Clarence at the time. <laughs> I'm busy um, with my finger on the dump button, waiting for Clarence to say something that we can't see even on a recording, even our oh, own yeah. podcast. I've thought about it. I, yeah, uh, I'll I get think it. of something one of these days. I get it. Um, yeah, no, it's not. Halloween's not for me. It's just a bunch of you know. I wish I enjoyed it more. But I just can't really do it. I've I'm with you there. I've, I've hated Halloween pretty much in my entire life. I don't ever remember getting excited about it, even when I was a kid and candy was involved. Yeah, yep. But God bless people for going out there and just having shitty costumes and believing it's funny this year. You know, yeah. They're like pop culture, stupid current event shit. It's not funny, and next year you're gonna try it again. It won't be funny. God bless you. Keep trying. Just keep working. What I, what I don't understand is how it's gotten to be like a two or three week holiday now. That's an excellent I mean, point. It's been the last two weekends have had seen people in Halloween garb gallivanting a boat to various 
bars and parties and events and whatnot, and I don't I don't know that I get that. Mm-hmm. People love looking slutty. It's Hallmark, it's commercialized. I, I, it used to be about yeah. It used to be about the costumes, man. Yeah, yeah. It used to be I about the sugar. <laughs> used to be. <laughs> it used to be about you being able to go out in blackface without the whole internet getting up in arms about it. I know, <laughs> God. I just love black people, and I want to look like one. Give me a break. Mm-hmm. Like, why is it that important to you? You know, like. You know for a fact people are going to get mad. I mean, everybody knows that, right? Mm-hmm. But it's that important to you to piss people off? Like, is, does it mean that much to you? Well, here's something that confuses like... me, and I actually do want to talk about this a little. I remember Daryl Hammond, who, for those of you who never watched Saturday Night Live, is a white guy. Yep. He used to regular, fairly regularly do Jesse Jackson imitations. And I'm not saying he was in blackface, but he certainly had some dark makeup on to try to give the impression that he was imitating Jesse Jackson because otherwise he's just a white guy, <laughs> a blonde white guy saying dumb things. Is that wrong? Does that count as blackface? I don't know. Well, I think the way you judge it is, are other people upset? And if they are, they have a right to be offended. I don't remember. So if people were, then it probably was. I mean, who am I to say? Um, I'm only black in my dreams. Uh, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, but isn't, you know, isn't the historical problems with blackface that people people used to put on blackface to demean black people? Whereas yeah, to caricature. Yes, Amos and Andy, Stephen yes, yeah, and all exactly. that. Oh, yeah, and that whole, yeah so if you're, yeah. I'm not saying that blackface is right, but if you're imitating rather than caricaturing, isn't there at least a line somewhere? I think that there probably the will be eventually. But I don't think there is right now. And I don't get me that wrong, is still podcast a listeners. reminder. I'm not saying you should go out and dress up in blackface tomorrow. Oh, but nobody's. I think that's listening. what you just said, John. I, I think uh, I think what you're saying is that any black people who are offended by that are wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just. Are, you're Which not black. Funny. I don't know why you're wow. speaking for the black community. <laughs> clearly, yeah, I, clearly I, there's a line wow. somewhere there, right? And I just I have no idea where it is. And I thought maybe I somebody sure had a better explanation, but instead it degenerated into criticizing me again. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I, I forget I said anything. We'll delete. Yeah. We'll delete all of this in the in the editing. No, I don't. I don't know what it is either. There definitely is a difference, uh, you know, between like um, Julianne Huff or whatever her name was got in trouble because she was trying to look like uh, one of her favorite characters from Orange Is the New Black this past week, um, and it, it was definitely like just a deep spray tan. It was not at all like the caricature look, and but she still offended people because it's a thing that offends people. Um, I think just the rule is, it's like. I don't know. People are going to be upset by it. If it's not that important to you, then don't do it. Yeah. You know. I suppose it's the same thing as saying, I wasn't dressing up as a Nazi because I wanted to be a Nazi. I was making fun of the Nazis. Yeah. I'm dead, Adolf. That only works for Colonel Clink. Yeah. <laughs> it's That's it. Cool. Verna Klemper is the only one who can get away with that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and what I think that there will, there will be, like, next generation... It, That'll probably be a thing that's okay at some point. Like if it's a tribute or like you're trying to dress up as like LeBron James or some bullshit. Um, but yeah, people are mad now, so don't do it. All right, don't make people mad unless if you can help it. That's the sportive top tip. I, that's and let us run your organization. And let us run your Minnesota sports organization. 
Sports fist tip. Sports tip. Oh, yeah. That died pretty quickly there. Oh, oh, we wanted to do it now? Yeah, I was hoping for a little sports fist. It always entertained me. Boy. Boy. Are we out of things to say? (laughs) We were out of things to say 45 minutes ago, Brandon, but we're still going. Timberwolves did win. No, they just just won. It just ended two seconds ago. Miracle comeback. Kevin Love. Gigantic Mm -hmm. balls on that guy. We love him. Sportive favorite. What are the chances Kevin Love re-signs here? Zero. I'm looking to Brandon. I'm looking to Brandon to improve my life right now. I am going to say there is a 25% chance. (laughs) So what you're saying is pretty bad. There's a three out of four chance that he's not resigning here. Yeah, there's a one out of four chance that I don't know Rubio blossoms like crazy. He's still going to be able to make more money here. um, That the way the rules work, unless I have that wrong. Um, (laughs) So unless Rubio blossoms, and I don't know. I don't know what's going to have to happen, but yeah. Maybe even 25%, I was saying that's like pretty low, three to four. That still might be a little too too high. Well, crush my But you never know. Sorry about that. I'd like to believe that this is not the only year we get, but I would understand. Well, you know me. I'm an optimist. I am done talking shit about Flip Saunders, so maybe he can get it done this year. I have faith in you, Flip. No, yep, don't. never doubted him. Fucking moron. <laughs> Complain. <laughs> Sorry. Whoops. Oh, hey. Fell off the wagon. I'm back on. I'm back on the wagon. No more complaining starting now. All right, Stu, you got anything else for us? Um, I already mentioned I was on the Gleam of the Geek podcast, right? Yeah, we nope, think you should probably download that. Ding. Those fuckers? Yeah, yep, then I'm good. And <laughs> I'm coming after you, Bonus. I'm coming after you, Bonus. Watch your back. I think it's Bonus. <laughs> Bonus. It is bonus. No, no that, then we're going to call him Bonus. No, we're going to call him Bonus. Don't bonus tell me how to pronounce. How do we mispronounce Gleeman? Gleeman. 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 Bonus. Aaron Gleeman. I've never heard of Aaron. Aaron Gleeman. Never heard of him at all. Yeah. We're pretty bad at this rivalry thing, are we? <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I'm trying to think of something. Silent yeah. treatment. <laughs> We are not going to talk about the most popular podcast any of us know. <laughs> That'll show them. We're not insecure. No. You're insecure. No. Why is it not another person that's insecure? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening. Anybody who's made it this far, which, yeah. once again, we can't believe is anybody. Thanks, uh, thanks, <laughs> thanks to Aaron Gleeman and John Bonus for listening all the way to the end and having Stu on their podcast. That was nice of them. Uh, anybody else's name we want to say while we're at it here? Thanks again, Parker, for... Taking yep, my money. Parker t-shirts. Uh, diamondcentric.com, right? Diamondcentric.com. Fantastic shirts. And oh, and thanks to Aaron Gleeman for taking me to a concert after the podcast. That was very nice of him. How was that. that concert? It was fantastic. Jason Isbell is monstrously talented, and you need to see him live. He's very good at what he does. We love him here. We love him at the yep. Sportive. Sportive calls yep. him. Yep. Sportive endorsement. Yep. yep. Cover the stone. endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We need to figure out if there's a way we can get, like, a soundboard into this thing that we use to record it. What the hell? you got no more room on that kitchen table. <laughs> there's always more room at the, so big. at the sportive yeah. table, there's always more room. There's room right. for everyone. You get Except any of the like a soldering gun. <laughs> <laughs>
Remember when we used oh, to have guests go. on this podcast? What happened to that? Why don't you ever? That's on. Yeah, that's on me. The, what yeah, else John, do you want yeah, me to do? All you, the work. <laughs> John, you have to do all of it. It is easier in the summer, I think, because people are out and about living their life and having dreams and stuff. And now it's cold and it's the school year and cold. It's uh, seventy degrees here in Dallas, guys. Seventy eight degrees. Shot. 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 Or pumpkin and oh, everything about you. All of that candy in your butt. <laughs> I opened up my mailbox today and it was just thousands of dollars. <laughs> you just you just get money down here. That's the way it works. No taxes. Well, Obama's America. <laughs> unsustainable, but I'm having a lot of fun right now. It's the Texas way. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Obama. All right, we will we'll talk to you guys whenever we do. Maybe we'll skip another week. Who knows? We're not good at planning. We never get to talk about Gophers hockey either, or have guests anymore. I know. John. Well, John. the problem is that the other two, for some reason, they'll tolerate wild talk. But if you start talking about Gopher hockey, they just start making fart noises. And Stu, I Stu, I understand because he lives in St. Cloud. And <laughs> <laughs> it's Joe Paterno <laughs> again <laughs> yeah let's try that one more time Joe Paterno no, she's in bed now notoriously <laughs> gassy Joe Paterno <laughs> <laughs> uh, alright well we've, we've we've made fun of Joe Paterno enough no one uh, we'll talk to you later thanks for listening see you bye sports fantasy Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.